Hello, I'm Hank Griffin, and you're listening to my podcast, You've Been Hanked. On this episode, I'll talk about family, masonry, and the potential to accomplish powerful good, as we do when we plant, plan, serve, bless, and preserve important things as best we can. This episode is not sponsored. However, I will happily reference the beautiful woodwork of my very good friend, William Taylor, of TalkingOakDesigns.com. Over the years, I've come to truly value the quality of Will's beautiful woodworking and cannot recommend his website nearly enough. If you love the warmth and beauty of wood, I encourage you to view the gallery where you can see the unique designs, the unique wood of Talking Oak Designs for yourself. My excellent father-in-law, a man who earned my sincere love and respect during the last years of his mortal journey, passed from this life into the next several years ago. He was born in China to an American father and Japanese mother in the mid-1920s. He was an American citizen born abroad. While still a boy of just 13, Jerry was, along with his father and sister, taken as a prisoner of war by his mother's people when they invaded China. He was held by them for four long, miserable years, treated abominably, beaten, starved, and tortured. Eventually, they were all exchanged and came to the United States. He was 17 then. Just as soon as he turned 18, Jerry, not waiting to be drafted, enlisted with the United States Army. Having already been held as a POW for four years in the South Pacific Theater of the War, he was then sent to Italy to serve in the 10th Mountain Division as a frontline combat medic in the fight with the Nazis and fascists. When the war finally ended, he returned to the United States where he found his life's great love in Kentucky. She was a lovely Southern girl, like most Southern girls are, but particularly special. The two of them began a family and worked hard to make their way in the world. Eventually, they moved to the greater capital region. Their family continued to grow. Finally, in 1959, they purchased a home. That same year, Jerry purchased a 50-year-old Japanese featherleaf maple tree, which he planted in the front yard of their new home on the southwest side. My very good father-in-law and mother-in-law raised their family, loved one another, struggled, and persevered in that modest but comfortable home for decades. All the good, bad, happy, sad, wonderful, and terrible things that happened to the best of us were experienced by them there together. They had and raised six living children together. My own bride, dearest love, was the youngest of them, the prettiest, too, as it goes. In the early part of this century, my wonderful mother-in-law died. Sadly, she did so a few years before her youngest, loveliest child and I met and married. No woman can possibly be as good as my heart's desire without having been raised by a truly good mother. Never having known my mother-in-law is 
one of my lingering regrets. Though I was not blessed to know her, I did get to know my father-in-law. Indeed, I got to know Jerry very well. He and I made a habit of sitting together after supper to talk. We did so for years. Long after the ladies retired, we sat, talked, argued, laughed, and got to know one another very well. He was an extraordinary man. I often laughed when I heard him describe himself as a lovable rogue. Jerry was loud. He laughed out loud. He cried out loud. And when he cussed or fussed, and he did so a lot. He did it out loud. I just loved the man. Sweetest love was a late-in-life surprise for her goodly parents. Indeed, her parents were of similar age and of the same generation as my grandparents. Jerry lived to be 90 years old. He saw one-third of this nation's history with his own eyes. He didn't just see it. He lived it, studied it, and understood it better than most. When he died, the family home came to my bride. Rather than sell it, we decided to raise our own children there. Three generations of our family have lived and loved within its walls. The year Jerry died, his special tree, that Japanese featherleaf maple he'd planted some 60 years before, showed signs of stress. Now, he loved that tree. All the family did is important to each of us. I sought advice from the county extension agent as to how to restore it to health. Watered it, fed it, amended the soil, pruned it, did all these things as I'd been counseled to do, and did them for three years, hoping for the best. Despite my earnest prayers and significant efforts, each year Jerry's special tree grew worse. Three years after my father-in-law died, his beautiful Japanese feather leaf died too. Tears were shed, more than a few. I'll not say it was just as though we'd lost Jerry again. It, it wasn't. Still, it was a deeply emotional time of loss. A good friend of mine is a woodworker. We talked about the tree, what it meant to us, and whether or not the wood might continue to be of use. He assured me it most certainly could be. Sometime later, we wept again as my son and I cut the tree down, sawed the limbs up, and eventually handed it over to my friend. A few years later, I was elected to serve as worshipful master of my Masonic Lodge. It's a tremendous honor, a huge undertaking. Just to qualify to be elected in my jurisdiction, one must work hard to certify. Among the requirements is the memorization of no fewer than 30,000 words of text from Masonic ritual. I worked hard, along with those very good brothers of my lodge and other lodges who supported me in my labors to make it happen. It was difficult, but also wonderful. In the process of certification, I made so many good friends, real friends, the kinds of friendships that endure. Men with whom I worked, who supported me, and who I supported as we labored together for the betterment of our lodges and fraternity. Don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't wish to do it again for anything. No, no. That said, I wouldn't take anything, not the world itself, in exchange for the experience and for the riches of fellowship, friendship, and brotherhood that have come to me as a consequence of having walked that path. My woodworker friend, Will Taylor of TalkingOakDesigns.com, saved a choice piece 
of burled wood from my late father-in-law's beautiful Japanese feather leaf. As the time approached for me to be installed as worshipful master of my lodge, a wonderful lodge that I will ever love, my good friend fashioned a master's gavel for my use in the coming year. It is a marvelous artifact of tremendous beauty, a relic of my father-in-law's and mother-in-law's love of family and home, a beautiful specimen of Japanese maple with such character made into a working symbol intended to celebrate a worthy accomplishment. Anytime I hold it or even just look upon it, I'm taken back to those after-supper conversations with my excellent father-in-law and friend, Jerry, who I love, respect, and admire, and whose youngest, prettiest daughter I'm blessed to call my bride, and who is the mother of my son. That splendid master's gavel, made from the very heart, the most beautiful portion of Jerry's special tree is now an heirloom for my children and my children's children, which is to say an heirloom for the grandchildren of my well-loved father-in-law and for their grandchildren too. It's a work of art, a thing of such beauty. Jerry, his bride, and all their posterity dearly loved that tree. It saw generations of children start and end their school years. They played beneath its branches, hid there, watched the world from the safety of it. How we grieved its illness and demise. It watched over the world around it for more than 11 decades, or 111 years. For more than half that time, it was beloved of my family, from long before I was born until after the death of dearest love's parents. Because of love and friendship, we're blessed with special mementos, relics, artifacts, and heirlooms, a pair of cufflinks, a lovely Christmas tree ornament, and my master's gavel, all of them fashioned from the warm and beautiful wood of that most significant tree. I wonder if Jerry had any idea what it would mean to his family those many decades ago, some 65 years ago, when he dug into the earth and planted that then little featherleaf maple. Did my excellent father-in-law, that self-described lovable rogue, have any idea what he was setting into motion? Jerry was no dummy, no, no. He was a man of considerable intelligence, wise, and possessed of credible insight. It wouldn't surprise me at all to find that he had a pretty good idea just exactly what he was doing. Someday, though I hope not too soon, I'm going to inquire of him when we're reunited, when our supper talks, our after-supper talks are able to resume. In those days to come, we'll be more, much more, than we were when last we spoke. But not today, no. Today, I must be content merely to remember and wonder. In my heart of hearts, I'm in love with the idea that someday my son and perhaps my grandsons will sit in the east as master of their lodges, perhaps even the same lodge where I was blessed to preside. My goodness, y'all, wouldn't it be something if they do so while in possession of that beautiful artifact, that incomparable relic that may come to them because all those long years ago, 
a young father planted a tree for the benefit of his family, who he loved. Much love, Hank. You've been hanked. Thank you for listening to You've Been Hanked. Do please subscribe. If you find this work worthy of your material support, a paid subscription is the best way to pitch in. Special welcome to those listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the other podcast services. Now, Karen, you've been hanked. I'm so glad you're here with us. 90% of our listeners are in the United States. However, and to my considerable delight, the other 10% listen from Ireland, Belgium, Sweden, Portugal, Germany, France, Canada, and Djibouti. Thanks to all who spend your time listening. I'd just love it if you'd leave a comment to say where you listen from. Take care. Talk to you more soon. Thanks for listening to You've Been Hanked. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's easy and really makes a difference. Please help Hank help others by increasing the reach of You've Been Hanked.